dropping the hammer. No, you're not. Welcome to a special off-week episode of Dropping the Hammer with Daniel McFadden. I'm Daniel McFadden. We're coming up the only off-weekend of the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series schedule. With that, there's nothing really specific to be discussed in the wake of Daniel Suarez's first NASCAR Cup Series win last week at Sonoma Raceway. So I have a two-part interview episode to bring you called The Eric and Eric Show. The first part includes petty GMS motorsports driver Eric Jones. Jones is in his second season driving the iconic number 43 Chevrolet. The former Joe Gibbs racing driver and I discuss what it's like when an improvement in your performance from one year to the next can lead to frustrations about results and the changes he's experiencing with a larger team and a new car. After that, I interview Eric Moses, the president of Nashville Super Speedway. Moses, a former president of an XFL football team, is the first black president over a NASCAR track. Nashville hosts its second NASCAR Cup race this weekend, and Moses shares the improvements the track has made since year one, and I ask him if anything's changed from his perspective since Dover Motorsports was bought out by Speedway Motorsports late last year. Here's my first interview with Petty GMS Motorsports driver, Eric Jones. You're here. I only got you for like 10 minutes so okay. or so. Uh, Amy Stein says you got a competition meeting. Uh, yeah we got till yeah we got till three so okay all right so uh, so coming off of sonoma not 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 the best day at the track for petty gms so i'm so given that you're going into an off week you personally you have one you're one top 10 away from matching your total from last year so going into a competition meeting like this like what what is eric jones wanting to get out of it what what are some goals for you well i i think um you know, just figuring out a plan, right? You know, I think the road courses for us this year have been somewhat of um, an anomaly in a way. I mean, we, we ran good at Coda, but I didn't feel like we were we were great. There was some stuff we, we struggled with, but we just maximized our day and ran ninth there. Uh, Sonoma, right from practice, I was like, man, we, we had some good speed in practice, but wasn't really happy with the car and then qualified pretty bad and, and just didn't race good and, and just was – not comfortable with what we had package wise, what we had car wise. So I think, you know, going forward, we, we just have to look at, um, you know, what we're doing road course wise and how we can do something different. And it's going to take something different going forward for us. So um, <clears throat> just figuring out a plan. That's a big thing for me in a day. Uh, like today after struggling a little bit, figuring out a plan for the future of what we're going to try different and do different. Cause obviously, you know, kind of what we're doing wasn't working road course wise. So. So with, with the next gen car, you know, a lot of, was made about, oh, th this car is going to be good for road courses. Um, how different was Sonoma? Like, actually, let me know. Like, had had you actually raced on this configuration before? I did a couple a couple okay. of times before they changed okay. it. Yeah. Okay. So how how did this configuration like? How was it different from what you you'd pre previously experienced with the, the last car? Yeah. Well, it. <laughs> You know, it's funny, and it felt like it drove a lot worse. You know, I think a lot of guys would, would have that sentiment. Obviously, we struggled, but I think even the guys that were um, better and had speed would, would have said the same thing. And I don't know why, um, whether it's tire or just the track being more wore out than what we had in the past, but 
Um, just low grip, not a lot of grip in general in the race car. And obviously we struggled with some stuff that I wasn't very comfortable with, but it was just tough. It was, you know, everything I felt like that I did at the old Sonoma didn't work very well. And I think there would be a lot of guys that would agree with that. Uh, you saw a lot of guys that were really, really good at Sonoma with the old car that really, really struggled with this car. You know, I looked okay. at the top 10 after the race and I was like, man, it was just weird to see some of those guys that, that were up front, you know, not used to seeing some of them run really well at Sonoma. Yeah. Um, see, it, you know, saw Martin really struggling back there with me, which made me feel better. I was like, okay, it's not just me <laughs> out here struggling today. Um, so it was weird. I don't know. It was just, you know, it's just a different driving style with this car on the road courses and especially a place like Sonoma. Uh, which is something I'm going to have to figure out a bit on my end. And I think there's some stuff we can do with the car too, to make it a little bit more comfortable too. So looking at the, the tracks for the next like month, I mean, you, you come out of the off, you can go to Nashville and then you get road America. Uh, what are the tracks that you think Petty GMS needs to be that the, the people need to be looking out for Petty GMS at? I think Nashville coming up is going to be really good for us. You know, any of the old, really any of the ovals right now are, um, are good for us. You know, Nashville is a place that's pretty unique and pretty different. Um, but I feel good about it. I feel like our cars, you know, going to run well there. Some of the stuff we've done is going to bode well. Um, so any of those places coming up, obviously the last race of the season there, Daytona, the cutoff will be good for us. We were really good at Talladega. We were good the 500 till we got caught in that wreck. So, you know, I think there's a lot of tracks coming up we can run well at. Unfortunately, Sonoma was a really bad day for us points-wise. A lot of guys that ran uh, ran well were behind us in points and got some got a pretty big leg up on us there. So uh, that really hurt us yesterday. But, um, you know, so we're going to have to probably win at this point. You know, being 50 points back now, it's, it's pretty late in the year. Guys are kind of settled into where they are. So um, we're going to have to look to what tracks we can you know, try to win that at this point to get in the playoffs. And, um, you know, we're close. Being that close to the playoffs is frustrating. You know, when you're yeah. right on the cup, you, you want to be able to break into it. So what, what's, like, your general feeling that the team has, knowing, like, hey, we are doing better than we were doing last year at this point, like, far and away? Like, so what's just, like, the general vibe that you guys are, are experiencing, even, even after you're coming off of a disappointing day like Sonoma? You know, it's tough. I mean, it's – um your expectations change so fast in racing, right? I mean, we look at last year and how we ran. And, and if you think about it and look at this year, we should be thrilled really with most of the season, how we ran um, yeah. every week, but you, you get frustrated. You run better and your expectations rise. And all of a sudden, you know, top tens are more frustrating, right. than they were. And, and last year, top 10 for us was, uh, was like winning, right. I mean, we'd run top 10 and that was, that was a celebratory matter. And, um, you know, this season, I don't think it feels that same way. You know, we get up in the top 10 and that's kind of what we feel like we're, we're capable of and, and what we can do each week. So it changes every year. We're, I mean, I'm proud of the group. Uh, I think last year at this point, you know, we were like 25th, 26th in points. Uh, we're obviously a pretty big leap up from that right now. So that's, that's great for us. And I think we've done a great job of, of improving on that. And, um, but like I said, your expectations just change in racing so fast. It's hard sometimes to, take a look at that from a big view have your personal strong suits as a driver changed at all with this car well that's that's a good question um i don't know i i feel like maybe in some ways yes in some ways no um you know i felt like Sonoma was a good track for me and we struggled there so you know maybe that's that's gotten worse but i think 
you know, overall, I, I think some of the, the tracks that I was okay on and, and felt good about are still good. Um, you know, I think you still kind of figure out those tracks you're good at. You know, you look at a guy like Denny Hamlin, who uh, was struggling, then went to Richmond, won the race, and Richmond was always, you know, kind of a track he really excelled at. So um, I think you still run good at the places you run good at. And, and at the end of the day, even though it's such a different car and such a different feel, you still kind of figure out that that same same grip level you're looking for how, how much you're, you're now a two-car operation compared to last year how much has have the tools that you have improved over where you what you had last year sorry the, you broke up there for a second oh, sorry. Since, since you're two-car operation now compared to last year how, how have the tools that you have at your disposal how has that changed from what you had last year yeah i mean that's changed a lot you know we've <clears throat> obviously have a lot more just manpower right engineering power um just people in there working day in and day out in the cars to get better uh we're on the simulator a lot more which i think has been a big help for us just trying to develop the car get it better with uh with the chevy side of things um but having just somebody to base on and, and you know go off the setup and say okay hey we're we're running this this is better this is worse i think that you know just helps overall as a group you know especially at the cup level just more cars is is more people, more power to figure out, you know, what's good and what's bad and how to make things better or quicker. And, uh, you know, I've always like, you know, it was, it was a big change last year for me running as a single car uh, team and, and definitely, you know, having a group to lean on, I think is an advantage at the cup level. Are you planning, how excited are you for Michigan, given how you did at Auto Club? I know it's much newer surface and all that, <laughs> but what, what's, are you, are you, do you plan on having the same car there? We'll definitely take a very similar uh, package. I don't know that it'll be the exact same car. You know, now it's it's kind of weird, right? How you swap clips in and out and buys yeah. and stuff. Cars are just weird now, different now. But uh, we'll definitely have a very similar package. You know, we can duplicate that pretty well. Uh, so I'm excited. I mean, I, I always want to run well at Michigan. I feel like I kind of let one slip away there. My rookie year, we were running second on a restart, and I was feeling like I was in a good spot to maybe grab the win, and didn't work out. And and so I and I haven't been in that spot since. But um, always run, want to run well there and, and contend, and definitely feel like we can duplicate it all what we had uh, at Auto Club, you know, to be a similar result. So uh, I just love getting up there, getting back there with friends and family, and and I mean, winning there would be uh, incredible. Would be one of the biggest wins. Um, yeah. In my career, you know, that would top really a lot of different things for me in, in racing. So uh, that was that's definitely what I'm looking forward to coming up, though, here next month. What are your plans for this off weekend? What, what's Eric Jones going to do to to let off some steam and relax? <laughs> uh, I'm going racing. I'm, I'm racing actually uh, super late model up in Milwaukee at the mile. I, okay. I haven't been up there actually in uh, eight years. So I'll go up there and race that, which which that'll be fun. That That is letting off steam for me, having a little bit of fun kind of laying back. So no off week. No, no, not technically. I'm leaving Friday, so I'm still on the same schedule, even though it's an off week. Okay, only only got a few more minutes. So I'm I'm a great admirer of what you do when it comes to books and encouraging literacy with with uh, kids. Um, I I just checked your website to see like what you're currently reading, but you haven't updated it since October. Uh, what what are you currently reading? I just finished uh, a book on the Eagles. Actually, um, thanks for letting me know on the website. That's that's good to know, but. I just finished a book on the Eagles. It's called Take It to the Limit. 
uh, which was great. It was it was a pretty uh, pretty the football, interesting. The football team Eagles, the band the Eagles, or just Eagles? Uh, the Eagles, the band. Sorry, okay. I should have <laughs> specified. Which was a great book. Big Eagles fan, uh, which was cool. About to start, I'm actually looking at uh, Al Unser Jr.'s book, which was mm. one Dale Jr. was kind of pumping up about a month ago. So I'm going to start that next. But uh, yeah, two books I've been on. I'm curious, in, in Michigan, did you the schools you go to, do they have an accelerated reader program? AR reading, like where you I read books, so. you take a quiz and you get points. No, they didn't. That would have been nice if they did, because that would have helped me out a lot. <laughs> oh, well, th- down here in Arkansas, they did. And I read a okay. lot of books, a lot of books. Um, That's awesome. So, That's so I, I, have a, I have a podcast called Dropping the Hammer. Uh, and so every time I talk to a driver, I have to ask, okay, of the of the Days of Thunder drivers, Cole Trickle, Russ Wheeler, or, or Rowdy Burns, who are you most like? Uh, I've always always been a, a Cole Trickle fan because uh, he gets to hop in Rowdy's car and, and try to go out and go faster than Rowdy. I got to hop in uh, Kyle Bush's late model when I was when I was about sixteen, so I got to hop in Rowdy's car when I was sixteen. So I always loved that scene. All right, okay, man. All right, it's three one fifty nine. I'm gonna let you go to your competition meeting. Uh, right. So thank you, Eric, and uh, enjoy enjoy the Milwaukee Mile. Enjoy, enjoy your non-off week, off week. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, see you. I hope you enjoyed those 10 good minutes with Eric Jones. Now, here's my interview with Nashville Super Speedway President Eric Moses. As I said, Nashville hosts its second NASCAR Cup Series race this weekend, and you can watch that at 5 p.m. Eastern Sunday on NBC as NBC gets its portion of the schedule underway this weekend. So here it is, my interview with Eric Moses. How how was Eric Moses on uh, the, the the Wednesday? Okay, wait, two Wednesdays before the Nashville Super Speedways weekend. Uh, as I like to say, appropriately stressed, right? You know, uh, given where we are, what we have to do, and and and, and the high hopes and expectations we have how we will perform uh here for for our fans uh, appropriately stressed you know things are are going well and, and, and getting into place as you can imagine um you know th- this heat i wish i wish somebody would send in a cold a cold front from canada to cool things down a little bit uh but you know we got our fingers crossed and uh, and we'll see and, and frankly this year having a four o'clock start on sunday for the cup race i think is going to be beneficial out here by five o'clock the sun is behind the grandstands uh-huh. so we benefit from that so people won't be sitting in direct sunlight and the air will be warm but we'll have many more uh, shade structures misting tents um you know free water and water refill stations all around so we will be uh, keeping an eye on our on our patrons and on our team members to make certain everybody's okay okay so th- this this far out like what's what's the one thing you're stressing about like what's at the what's at the top what's the thing you're stress, stressing over the most right now um i'm a promoter right so last yeah. year we were sold out three months in advance i mean if yeah. there's a ticket left to sell i want it sold so you know we're trying to make certain that we we let you know your listeners and viewers and others know that there are tickets available uh for the ally 400 many people i think didn't even try because last year we sold out so quickly they just mm-hmm assume that they would be gone as quickly this year uh and so there are tickets still available we want to get all those sold and, and you know i just want to make certain that um that we're getting the word out so that people understand what the changes and the enhancements are that we've made here 
<clears throat> and, and frankly, how we're, we're I think, uh, really improving the fan experience. So, I guess let's get into that. Like, what, what's from last year? Like, what are some of the, I guess, infrastructure improvements that you guys have made to the grounds and whatnot in the last year? Yeah, the biggest is that we've cleared about 20 acres of land that we own across the street from the from the track uh, to create 2,600 new parking spaces. Okay. And so what that really is going to allow us to do is when people come on to McCrary Road, which is the primary artery uh, that you access the track, we will be able to load traffic on both sides. So we'll pull people into parking lots on both sides of the street, okay. getting folks out of their cars and into a parking lot faster. On top of that, we're not charging a parking fee on site as we did last year. So folks won't have to stop to pull money out to pay an attendant. As we saw last year, because the, the venue is so new to so many people. Yeah. First person they saw, they wanted to ask questions. Okay, where's gate so-and-so? And do you know how I get to my seats? And where is this thing? And so that slowed things up as well. We won't have any of that. You'll you'll load faster. You'll be directed to a parking space. You'll be able to park and and, uh, and, and get into the venue much faster. So we think that's going to make a really big difference. Uh, that was an investment that we made to, to improve the experience. Um, you know, our fan zone is going to be uh, activated all three days with a stage in the fan zone. We didn't do that last year because we were nervous about COVID and about getting mm. people together in front of a stage. Uh, and so that's going to be great. We're going to have all kinds of immersive experiences for people, rock climbing walls. PBR will have a bull out here that, that people can ride, a mechanical bull. We'll have, uh, you know, a, a kid zone. We're going to have bumper cars. We're going to have inflatables uh, through our partnership with the Tennessee Titans, face painting, all kinds of stuff for people to do and for the whole family to, to really enjoy in addition to our sponsor activations. What surprised you about the first year of this? Like what took you off guard that you weren't expecting in your role? Interesting. Um, you know, the place turns into a little city, right? Okay. I mean, people started, we had, I think over a thousand RVs last year. People started arriving on Wednesday. They stay here until Monday. Like, <laughs> that doesn't happen in any other sport that I'm aware of. And so I think the, the, the dedication and commitment on, you know, a large part of our fan base, that was, it was surprising, pleasantly surprising, but surprising. I, I really enjoyed going out and running on my, on my golf cart to check things out and seeing the same people going for their morning walk, you know, on, on, on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Uh, around the around the track like that kind of thing i thought was really it was surprising but it was really cool well, you mentioned like all the improvements you you've made to parking what, what do you think was like the most important lesson that you learned from the experiencing what you did last year um you know i don't i don't know that there are any particular lessons to be learned i mean you know, I've been involved with large events for a very long time as, as my team. Um, every venue is different. These circumstances, as you can imagine, coming out of a pandemic where all of us were accustomed to be able to zoom around in our cars to get anywhere we wanted to get to quickly because there weren't as many cars on the road, spoiled all of us a little bit. So when I hear some of the complaints about, oh, it took so long to get in there, you know, part of me says there's 40,000 people going to the same place at the same time. Um, it takes a long time to get into a UT game or out of one and state fair as well. So we have to be a little bit patient. Uh, I think there were some learnings for our public safety team about maybe some things that they could do uh, to inform the public about which routes to take, not take, et cetera, to help to improve things. But there was nothing earth shattering. 
Okay. Um, the other the other thing that I will I will mention that um, in terms of an improvement that we've made, you know, we've invested more in our our cash registers, our points of sale, um, to give them more computing power so that we can process transactions faster uh, for folks who are in line. And we've added 60 more points of sale. So there will be more places that you can go uh, to buy a food and beverage and, and, and concessions. So we think that will help with the concessions lines. The biggest thing that, that, that we were a victim of last year was really just a, a, a fragmented labor market. I mean, we're probably 200 people short of where we needed to be in terms of having the kind of staffing that would allow us to provide the kind of fan experience that our fans deserve and that we wanted to. And and I'm hoping that's going to be you know improved this year. Uh, but you know the, the 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 labor market is very different now than probably it's ever been in this country. Certainly in my professional experience, and so that will have a lot to do with. Uh, the, the level of service we're able to provide to people. Um, so we're doing everything we can uh, to ensure that that runs as smoothly as it can. Okay. Uh, another major change for, for you guys in the last year is like you're now owned by a different company uh, with Speedway Motorsports. Like how has that maybe changed what you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Will, there any, will, will they recognize anyone attending the race next week and will they recognize, oh, this is, this is now a Speedway Motorsports track in any way? I think, you know, because the, the transaction closed in December and that was six months before our race weekend, you know, the, the, the word was, let's not change too much too soon. What okay. you guys did last year worked well for, for the most part. Let's keep that up. Um, you will see more change in coming years when we have more time to institute that kind of change. Okay. Uh, but we benefit from being a part of a company that can trace its its roots in this sport back to the very beginning. Mm -hmm. um, these are promoters, promoters, as I, as I said uh, in a previous interview, you know, our tracks in Charlotte, Atlanta, and, and Texas have condos at the tracks, right? So, so yeah. Bruton Smith and Marcus uh, are, are visionaries, and I think we will benefit from, from that vision. Uh, and I think being part of the Speedway Motorsports family will act as an accelerant to get the Nashville Super Speedway where I want and we want it to go anyway. Uh, deeper pockets, you know, more resources, greater bandwidth. And I've got nine other track presidents around the country that I can call up and say, hey, what do you think about this? What was your experience with that? Uh, and that's very helpful. I know, I know you guys had to bring in temporary grandstands uh, last year. Are there any plans to, you know, put in more permanent seats instead of temporary ones? Not until we know where the demand is, okay. right? It, 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 you know, last year was the, was an inaugural year, so you almost kind of discard that as an anomaly. Okay. And so we'll be checking over the next couple of years to see where the demand actually actually lands, and then we'll make investments uh, commensurate with where we think the demand is. Uh, it's easy to bring in uh, additional seating. They're you know finishing up uh, installing all of that right now, uh, but but if we see that the demand warrants it. Yeah, I, you know, this is the kind of company that would make the kind of uh, investment to ensure that we have uh, permanent grandstands that are, are the appropriate size and capacity for the crowds that we, we can come to expect. Okay, so I, I looked over your, your, your LinkedIn page uh, before this, just, just to kind of get a better sense of your background, because I, I know you were president of an X, X, XFL team, um, but, you know, and some other sports stuff you were involved in, but there's never really anything that would point to Eric Moses is going to be a NASCAR track president, you know, in, in your career. I'm, I'm curious, when you were, grow, when you were little, a, a kid, 10 years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? A lawyer. Really? 
which I am. Yeah. Um, uh, and as I got older, I wanted to be involved in the business of sports. I went to law school thinking I was going to be an agent uh, because okay. at Chapel Hill, I had uh, friends uh, across the sports spectrum, uh, men and women who had the talent and the ability to, to play professionally and to get paid for, for what they do. And I wanted to make certain that, that I could be the kind of, of, of representative that would protect their best interest because most folks have such a short period of time to make a, a lot of money doing what they love to do. Uh, and there's so many horror stories of, of, of athletes and entertainers being ripped off by, by people who are supposed to protect them. And so I wanted to do that. I had the really good fortune of sitting in on Grant Hill's interview of agents my first year of law school, his senior year of college at Duke. And, uh, and realized pretty quickly. I mean, Grant is an anomaly. He didn't even need an agent. He's just <laughs> he's, he's unbelievable. He comes from an unbelievable family. Um, but, but interacting with you know, David Falk and Bill Strickland and, and, and the various folks who came in there, I just realized that chasing 20 and 21-year-old kids around the country to sign with me so I could pay my law school loans was not how I wanted to start my career. Um, and so uh, you know, I found my way into sports really in D.C. being a, the sports commissioner for 11 years in Washington, D.C. And so this is not a stretch for me because I okay. tell people I ran multiple venues in the nation's capital, um, okay. including RFK Stadium and 4,000-seat uh, uh, arena with it, that is home to the Washington Mystics and, and, and others. And so the only thing that's different here is the context, and that's motorsports. And, um, and I had a little bit of, of interaction with motorsports because we hosted uh, Red Bull uh, – Global Rally Cross for two years oh, okay. uh, at RFK. And so, you know, I'm a quick study. And so I felt like selling tickets and sponsorship and hot dogs and beer and parking and all those things were things that I knew very well. Um, learning this sport, the ins and outs of it, the nuances, et cetera, was something I looked forward to doing. And, and frankly, I, it's the part that I enjoy the most about being involved in this. All right. So how much, how much sleep do you expect to get over the next week? Uh, a sufficient amount, a sufficient amount, you know, I mean, we are, you know, a, a fairly well-oiled machine. We've got some really great team members here and, and colleagues, both with NASCAR, but also in the Speedway Motorsports family uh, that are helping us to put this on as, as, as our, as our colleagues did last week in, in Sonoma at our sister track out in Sonoma. And so, you know, no one's running around here like a chicken with their head. Yeah. Down. Okay. Oh my God, what do we do? We know what it's supposed to look like when it's the right way. Um, and now it's just a matter of, of, of doing that. You, you get you get the the wrinkles ironed out with year one, yeah. right? Or, or the, the iron is out, and we are ironing the wrinkles and and steaming some of them as well. <laughs> All right. Well, I think my time is out with you, uh, Mr. Moses. So uh, th thanks for taking the time to answer my questions. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Have a great day. You too.